in your corner, saving one investor at a time, working for clients, not companies, all while bully-proofing portfolios, totally committed to sharing academic truths about investing, always representing Main Street and not Wall Street. It's your Sound Money team, and this is the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. Hello and welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth, and we are a registered investment advisory firm. We also are independent. We do work for clients, not companies. To receive your complimentary, personalized, and truly coordinated financial income plan, give us a call at 513-575-9654. Our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Send us an email, share your thoughts to team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. We do have multiple locations throughout the Cincinnati area. Milford is our headquarters, but we also have satellite locations in Westchester, Blue Ash, and Florence, y'all. Here at the studio, our phone number, 513-749-5500, pound 550 on your AT&T wireless, toll-free 800-823-TALK, 800-823-8255. Well, today's, well, the topic will be, you know, all things retirement as usual, but how do you make sure your money will last through retirement, or at least last as long as you do? Well, at Brown Financial Advisors, we focus just on that, a holistic approach to helping you in each area of the retirement concept, from investment management, insurance advisory, uh, looking at your income planning, financial planning as part of that, estate planning with um, our estate planning attorney group, and bringing that together in a holistic way to be the Mayo Clinic of Financial Services. And the the sound money vision for your money is just that, to have the sound mindedness of your sound money so that it does in fact last as long as you do you do not want to outlive your money when it comes to cash flowing your retirement cash flowing your daily living because retirement boils down to just being about cash flow yeah buckets of money help and growing the money too is critical so that it does last now in this topic today you know grabbing your attention quickly is always the thing you want to do <laughs> and it's easy to grab one's attention if your biggest concern and if you're planning for retirement, it's statistically the largest single concern anyone has. It's outliving their savings, outliving their money. Now, second, the runner-up to that's uh, going to a nursing facility and the consequences that may occur with that, which could cause you to run out of money. And, you know, if you do that, guess what? You run out of income, too. So they're, they're very closely related in terms of fears, anxiety, or concerns. We want to remove that layer. And and this is what we're going to discuss, discuss throughout this hour and um, helping to ensure assure that your money lasts through retirement now easy ways well if there were easy ways to do this you wouldn't need a financial planner and there are people that think it's easy enough to do without a financial planner but we encourage you not to take that path because it's one of the few things in life that may not come with a do-over so uh, unfortunately you know in today's planning for retirement it's it's now become more important than ever you have future consequences of health care costs inflation things that you can't quite put your finger on today to just make it through fully in retirement without anything going wrong or questionable? Well, simply put, because we're living in basically a pensionless society, right? The company pension kind of gone to the wayside for many. And the majority of the workers retiring without a pension, well, they need to build a plan. They need to utilize the best leverage of their nest egg So as you accumulate over the years, you can do so successfully and to avoid any procrastination to start that planning to lead to to succeeding on purpose starting today. I know we all want to think about the golden years, retirement as a time to relax, maybe enjoy life, or at least 
hopefully enjoy life and the trips you may take, the golf courses that you might want to play, traveling, cruising around the world, time to spend with the family. Sounds exciting, right? The only problem is how do you pay for all that? And that probably doesn't seem quite as exciting, but it still needs to be done. And too often, and this is something that we see in our office, people coming in, they're either unwilling or unsure of putting together a retirement income plan designed to last throughout their individual and or collective lifetimes. So that's why we're here today and also throughout the week at our office locations to be proactive, build a game plan to help you with your confidence in retirement. And that does go a long way, having confidence in your decisions. So if you have any questions regarding what you hear on today's show, we encourage you to come into our office it's a complimentary consultation process with one or all of us. That means Greg, Barry, or James that you hear each week on our show. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Again, that's 513-575-9654. Just simply come in, sit down with one of us, maybe even all of us, learn more about the planning for your goals and objectives in retirement. This is what allows us to walk through what we call our sound money investment process, and, again, for a complimentary second opinion on the health of your wealth. Yeah, everything to gain, nothing to lose, and a lot to learn. Now, it's never too late, right? It's never too early. It's never too late to do the right thing. And we understand that the planning for retirement can be a daunting task. But, as James mentioned, we're here to help with that. Even if you're already retired, building a plan for the remainder of your life, well, that could be beneficial. So if you're wondering if you have enough money, enough resources to last throughout retirement, or if you need help in building the plan just in general, well, before you get there, again, we're here to help. All right, so let's get to the details. And starting with this, planning ahead. And the first thing to understand when planning for retirement is that no two retirement plans are going to be the same. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. It's certainly not a one-age-fits-all approach. So when you say, is it going to be a cookie-cutter approach? No and no. Each individual, each couple has different lifestyle goals, different family dynamics, that's for sure, and income needs, and all that goes along with that. So before you start planning for retirement, this is where you should visualize what you want your retirement to look like. What do you want to do? What resources will you need to meet your goals in retirement? So key questions to ask before you really start in this process. Start with this. How do you see yourself spending time in retirement? How much have you saved? What future expenses are unavoidable? So it's self-assessment time here. How much do you expect to receive from a pension or Social Security? And another beneficial thing to do, again, before the planning, is to make a list of goals. And don't be afraid to make these goals quite specific. So, for example, what's on your bucket list? Maybe you want to travel to certain places or countries. Maybe you want to purchase that second home or that, that vacation home, either in Florida, Arizona, we we. We have a lot of our clients who do the snowbird routine between here and Florida or somewhere down south, and that's a factor, not only for the climate involved, but in some cases also for the taxes that could be potentially saved. So whatever it may be, setting goals is always a great place to start and on the road to planning for your retirement and hopefully your ideal retirement at that. So once you have these goals listed, the answers to these questions you can now move forward to the next part in retirement planning, which is determining whether your anticipated spending is achievable. Is it affordable? 
and that's giving them out what you've already saved and what you have in, for investments. Yeah, that's a great reminder, James, asking these types of questions and not not being afraid to be overly specific. Because if you don't draw some of these questions out to share, let's say, with your spouse or significant other, then you don't get true, uh, true, uh, I guess, um, definition of what you want this retirement to look like because the he and the she can have different visions altogether. And when you're talking about um, the second home or travel, or sometimes it's a little bit of both, we find that um, a lot of our, our clients, couples who want to kind of go and explore and do things will um, have a place they'd like to build and, you know, buy and then build at, but uh, they don't want to get stuck into another property tax and maintenance and, you know, and duplicate the footprint of all the things that they have to do, which aren't in their bucket list. They're just things to do. So trying to escape that. So they'll approach it by just traveling around, becoming familiar with different places, then compare what they really like most and then if they want, want that second house or wherever to relocate to, they're much more studied up, and they enjoy the process. You can enjoy this entire process. So when we're looking at how much you'll need in retirement, how much, you know, as James said, you would anticipate spending, and is it achievable? Well, the old rule of thumb says that you need to replace 75 to 80% of your pre-retirement income in the retirement time frame to live comfortably. And that rule of thumb believes that certain costs, such as mortgage payments, work-related expenses, and clothing, commuting, that are relative to you know, the professional career path, those things may decrease or even go away during retirement. Now, however, the, um, the cost may be reduced for some. They may be actually increased for others. Just depends on a little bit more about you. Well, this is, I mean, when you say replacing 75 to 80%, think about this as a lifestyle choice. Many times, if these major expenses, these bills go away, will you have the same need for income replacement in retirement? It's, it's something that needs to be covered in much more detail, which is what we're going to do after the commercial break. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 575-9654. Call us. We can help. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Opinions expressed are solely those of Brown Financial Advisors and should not be interpreted as specific advice. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified investment advisors prior to implementation. Market-based investments involve risk and past performance is no guarantee of future results. Insurance-based investments offer guarantees based upon the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. All insurance, tax, and mortgage services are offered through Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors. LLC. Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted. Welcome back to Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth. And our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Our office locations Around the Cincinnati area, Milford is our headquarters, but we also have the satellite locations in Westchester, Blue Ash, and Florence. Visit our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Send us an email, share your thoughts to team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And here's the studio, our phone number, 513-749-5500, pound 550 in your AT&T wireless, toll-free, 800-823-TALK, 800-823-8255. So continuing our topic today, Will your money last through retirement? Another way to put that is making sure your money lasts throughout your lifetime, not just your life expectancy. 
And in, in having this first part of planning ahead, you know, lay out questions to self. How do you envision this retirement to be? How much do you think you'll need to spend? What types of things need to be included in your expenditures going forward, whether they're, you know, fixed or some of those alternative expenses you kind of bring on yourself if you're not careful by not being planned through and thoughtful about it can uh, can add up. It can be a, uh, quite the toll. Now, the next step beyond that is determining how much will be needed in retirement based on your thinking outside the box. Now, the old rule of thumb, as mentioned, is 75 to 80 percent of your pre-retirement income would be needed to retire and live comfortably. Now, some of those costs that will likely increase uh, would include, James referenced it, travel and entertainment along with that. And health care, you know, co-pays and premiums alone, deductibles having to be met, you know, out-of-pocket maximums in a given year in those years where your health maybe takes a turn. So um, with that being said, now it makes sense to assume that you'll need just as much annual income um, in retirement as you made during your working years? Nah, not necessarily. Again, 75 to 80%. And people oftentimes confuse what they made in their working years with what they need in retirement because if you're a, if you're a really good and well-disciplined uh, saver and take advantage of 401ks and these deferred vehicles um, towards retirement in, in through your job, well, you're used to living without some of your check, so your net pay is reflecting after your deferrals after your contributions into retirement plans and after some taxes, that's your net amount of spendable pre-retirement. So we're talking about focusing on that number. What's really spendable that you've been used to having. So also taking consideration that potential for inflation and the impact of cost of living in general, as you step into this retirement box. Now thinking outside of the box for a second, uh, you should have some knowledge of, let's just kind of go through a hypothetical example. Let's say you have someone earning $100,000 a year and they're saving 10000 for retirement. Well, based on the 75 to 80% rule of thumb, that person would anticipate spending between seventy-five to 80000 a year in retirement. Okay? Now, it could be a little less because you're doing without some of that money already because while you're working, you're stacking it into your 401k. So keep in mind, this is, this is the more conservative, I think, um, rule of thumb as applied for those who actually save for the retirement diligently. And if you're not, you need to get started today and you need to raise this to your office, basically. But it might make more sense to assume that the person will spend closer to 90000 annually, 100000 minus the 10000 he or she was saving for retirement. Don't forget to adjust for taxes. But not to mention, when you retire, you'll no longer be working day to day. So a lot of the discretionary variable expenses that could really add up if you're still working can now really add up to some savings, too. All right, Greg, we do have a caller. Let's go ahead. Julie, looks like, has questions on retirement. Julie, welcome to the show. Uh, Yes, thanks for taking my call. Um, My husband is going to retire early at age 64, and everybody's telling him, no, 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 don't do it because I'm a year younger, and you're going to have to pay health insurance. And we realize that, but we figured that whatever we get in Social Security will pay for the health insurance. And we have a very hefty 401K, and we're just going to live off that for a couple of years. What is your – are you saying no, no to that? Not necessarily. We would need to know more of your overall picture, like the 401K, the the vastness of the 401K, if it's sufficient to project over time at a reasonable rate of return um, to provide net of of any taxes, that cash flow, and then – 
according to your budget, which you seem to have a, a knowledge of because you've already kind of self-projected this to say, look, we're thinking about this and we do have our wits about us. People are telling us not to do it, but we feel pretty confident. I can sense, I think we can sense the confidence in your voice that you've worked through a lot of this. Um, I'm with you on the, um, the time to retire. The number one time to retire is when it makes you happiest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a lot of uh, Social Security and pension maximization calculations and make it part of an income plan and a financial plan for clients and prospects. By the way, that would include you. It's complimentary. Just come in and we can actually make um, for sure with certainty and probability that, that we agree that you step forward in doing this. But, um, you know, he's a year away from the Medicare cost, and you're uh, 18 months to two years out from right. the Medicare coverage. So we would look at that that hole that would be established and, and be needing to be covered, and you're using Social Security income initially to cover that. And then when it's more paid for by through Medicare participation, you'll still have, you know, I'm guessing $300 a piece or so, um, say 350 a piece for a good health care plan. That's $700 out of your household even when you step into Medicare. Mm-hmm. And if that's part of your overall cash flow of income from investments and Social Security income too, and you still run a surplus that you can put back in your future, then I say welcome to retirement. And you just you plow forward. Just make sure you've counted the cost. You're okay with sequence returns, risks that you have if negative returns happen early in your retirement versus later in your retirement. All these things, we'd love to provide a financial plan with an income plan and analysis of those investments. And second, check your assumptions. We've been, we've been smart. So we're talking about a million dollars in the 401K. And so we just feel like that's what we saved it for. Well, very good. If 4% on average on a million was 40000 added to Social Security, and let's say you had a household of 20000 in Social Security, you had spendable roughly sixty, and uh, 60000 a year, and you're confident that you know 4000 a month, 48000 a year leaves you a net of twelve. i am just kind of making some guesstimates there, and you find that you have a surplus uh, be, even still, then you're on a good road. Just watch out for sequence returns. Because when a person anticipates like a 4% drawdown of some large resource and they enter a couple of negative years in the market early on in retirement, then suddenly to take the same 60 or say $40,000, 4% of a million, um, after some um, losing years makes it more like you're taking 6 or 7% drawdown. And if you're not careful mathematically, you can get pretty slick and uh, slippery as a slope goes. That's a lot of S's. Sorry about that. That's a, the other question I had is like with the health care, are we – we're thinking we might be better off sticking with uh, the current company and going with the Cobra than picking something, you know, another health care thing out there because it's, it, they, well, obviously it has to cover pre-existing conditions for people if they have them, and we do. And so we're just like, how do we decide what health care and should we wait because he'd still be covered if he retires in January or February. And then once he retires, it takes like 30 days for COBRA. So we were just wondering, were we better off going with a different system or sticking with a more sure thing? Well, the the decision on COBRA versus going out onto, uh, you know, for example, the marketplace or or finding health insurance on your own is just really a – Comparison of what are the costs, what are the benefits, and see how how those two compare to each other. It it probably is a better idea to stick with Cobra, but that depends upon what the cost of your Cobra plan is. Right, right. 
right. I mean, it's going to be expensive no matter what because with COBRA, now you get to pay 100% of the cost of that premium or right. those premiums, and that's the same with going out into the marketplace per se and paying 100% of those premiums. So there may not be a, a significant difference either way, but usually we find people, especially in their 60s, pay just slightly less with COBRA coverage than they do just out in the public venue. That's, that's, true. that's kind of what we were thinking because we just know it's more of a, a sure thing than some other things that, you know, there's all kinds of different health plans. Well, on top of that, you also have to worry about perhaps the networks of doctors and other types of providers that may or may not be the same depending upon where you go out and buy something on the marketplace. Yeah. Okay. Julie, it does look like you're on the right track. Uh, All right. Just, well, I do to... have your number down, and uh, we just kind of decided we'd had enough. And so we, uh, you know, sounds like we should talk with somebody just because other people are saying, take all your money out of the 401K and put it into annuities and stuff. And mm. we're like, no, it's doing pretty good right now, like 12 or 13 percent. And you're getting 4 percent, so, you know. Yeah, we're looking at um, if you were if you were looking at a 4% average trying to be on the conservative side and you, then you went through some analysis that threw some negative years early, better years early, vice versa, maybe split the money in half more of a balanced plan where some of it's fully insured against loss. Like we're, we're seeing a lot of um, use of certain kinds of annuities to replace bonds because bonds can go negative. The annuity properly positioned can't and can get an average rate of return that's uh, like the old days of the bonds. So just as a bond replacement. And there are also times where someone might want to add a rider on the annuity side on some part of their money for a guarantee of income as some basis of guarantees. And then that allows you to be a little more frisky and risky, you know, not, not throwing yourself under the bus at all with risk, but um, that and over time they work well together. And it's not necessarily a thing you should do when you retire to withdraw your money out of 401K and put it in that is my thought that. I'm obviously not as learned as you two. I think you should so. move to an IRA and gain control and move away from the 401k environment. That's but keep it tax-deferred. Don't be running to an annuity per se and be careful on what kind of risk. Um, look for a plan, a combination of strategies to blend because you can diversify against um, different risks by multiple strategies just like you do with multiple investments. Um, and then that health care is more of a cost comparison and look out for benefits. And like James says, participants in the networks that you like to work with. Gosh, we're at the bottom. Yeah, we have to go to a break. Julie, be sure appreciate your call. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you, Julie. Have a good day. Bye-bye. All right. There's more. There's much more. And as Julie pointed out, some of these decisions, it's not that easy just simply say, hey, this is based on what my friends are saying or my colleagues are saying, this is what we should do. Come get a second opinion. It's complimentary, just going to cost you a little bit of your time. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. After the break, we'll get back to our topic, will your money last through retirement? Stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to Sound Money Investment Show. Brown Financial Advisors, I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth, and we are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients, not companies. To receive your complimentary and personalized financial income plan, give us a call at 513-575-9654. If you're longer with the company, as a rule, your money shouldn't be there either. That's why we recommend, such as in Julie's case, if you have an old 401K with that previous employer, roll that out into a traditional IRA, 
take control of your money. And we can help with that. Again, our phone number, 513-575-9654. Visit our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Send us an email, share your thoughts to team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And we do have multiple locations throughout the Cincinnati area. Milford is our headquarters, but we also have saw that locations in Westchester, Blue Ash, and Florence. Here at the studio, our phone number, 513-749-5500, pound 550 on the AT&T wireless, toll-free number 800-823-TALK, 800-823-8255. Well, James, knowing your expenses is something you're going to be covering in greater detail here, but it ties right back to what Julie was uh, calling about just moments ago. When you look at, uh, they obviously need to know and do know their monthly spendable, what they really have to have to call it a good month and have another good month next month, their expenses, and they know their resources they have. But where we find um, variance is that, uh, let's say that they came in and we looked at how they roll their 401k to an IRA to gain control, as you said, control is important because then the, the whole buffet of financial decisions and choices to marry up with those decisions to minimize the risk of consequences of a negative outcome. That's what's available and affordable at just a little cost of time, as you say, over and over each week. So when we look at this more carefully, just just considering the thousand different ways in which we'll stress test and, and their retirement, their concept of retirement. Yes, we look at maximizing Social Security and pensions. Sometimes the maximal approach to that is retiring on time when you want to retire. But are there some things to check? Yes, out of a thousand iterations of testing out the retirement concept, we'll find the cracks and fissures that represent the greatest risk to them and patch those immediately and build up new walls where old walls may crumble. And then to be specific, we might find that even in their case, not turning on Social Security this year, but maybe two years out for both or three years out for one of the two, two years out for one of the two, the other, will work mathematically to be that, yes, drawing down a little bit more of the 401K rolled over to an IRA, withdrawing a little bit more to cover the gap of some of the health care, the gap of not having the Social Security turned on if they defer, and it makes sense to defer for whatever amount of time per the reporting analysis and planning, that then that larger check that they'll take just a few years from now will be for every month for the rest of their forever. So the impact of hitting the 401K earlier while the markets are more favorable, or in this case it would be in an IRA because they should roll it over, um, Covering that, bridging that gap for a few years, and then turning on Social Security and other sources of income, suddenly now the IRA for the rest of their lives will be hit less because the Social Security, a larger amount, has come in to to swoop in like a a superhero. And um, these are all critical things that just can't be self-medicated over. They can't be done alone. But I'm glad that they have a good handle on it. Everyone should, per this, this subject matter of the show today, knowing how to cause your retirement dollars to last a lifetime and not just a uh, your longevity. Yeah, even just a few simple tweaks to the claiming of the Social Security, whether it's your individual work record benefit or the spousal claiming options, if you can turbocharge by just a few hundred dollars a month what you would otherwise have to take from your other retirement sources. So, yes, if you can come close to maximizing your Social Security, get an extra several hundred dollars a month from that, as Greg mentioned, and you don't have to take that extra money from your retirement accounts or you don't have to scrimp and save and do without it when it comes to your retirement lifestyle, that's, again, that's where we come in as far as analyzing these options. Yeah, it increases those probabilities um, exponentially. But it does get back to knowing your expenses. And this seems like a rhetorical question to say, how many people out there enjoy 
building a budget. Well, actually, we do have quite a few people, quite a few of our clients who thoroughly enjoy building a budget, tracking their expenses, and, of course, we meet people who are the complete opposite of that. These people, in some cases at least, have plenty of income, and at least during their working years they do, so they don't really need to pay that close of attention to the little details. Maybe they aren't as well off, but they simply just do not like crunching the numbers as someone else that we also see quite often come through our doors. So regardless of whichever type of person that you are, retirement really is a different animal. And it may be a good idea to understand your expenses before trying to build your financial game plan. So when you create your budget, we recommend that you start by breaking down your anticipated expenses into two main categories, your essential expenses and also your discretionary expenses. So essential would be things like, really think of it as the things that you can't do without, such as your housing, food, utilities, health care, taxes, insurance. Those are the types of things when we say essential expenses. On the other hand, discretionary would include travel, entertainment, and, yes, it does sound almost counterintuitive to say this is only discretionary spending, but all those gifts, whether it be the birthday gifts, the Christmas gifts, etc., those are still discretionary expenses. I find it uh, interesting. They're labeled differently in accumulation mode before retirement. You call them wants and needs. But in retirement, you're much more specific, essential, because there's no new money coming in. So you have to talk in more powerful terms, essential versus at your discretion. And you already covered what they are. They're kind of like the old wants and needs prior to retirement. And um, there are folks um, that, you know, they retire earlier and they're thinking, what could go wrong here? Well, we could spend more than we thought we would need to. Um, we kind of wanted to leave something for the, the kids or legacy. Do we have to choose between the two? Nope, not if you have the right plan. You should be able to enjoy the liquidity and the creature comforts of your income from your retirement investments throughout the rest of your lifetime. And you can still whittle off a bit to pay towards something that will leave legacy, legacy death benefit tax-free. So we, we have folks that will um, take some income from their retirements and buy up second-to-die life insurance so when they both die and are gone, there's money that goes to legacy tax-free. Meanwhile, during their retirement years, they're using more of their IRA that's taxable um, with their years being less income, more tax-friendly in their retirement. And even if they use more than they anticipated because of, let's say, challenging markets or they ended up spending more on the, the want in addition to their needs than they thought they would by some kind of projected budget, it's okay if they can have enough for this lifetime and have predetermined that they're going to leave a tax-free death benefit that replenishes uh, their buckets of money but then passes to their beneficiaries. There's a way to actually have both. And um, if you're out there and you own a home, well, it may be wise to set aside a little extra for expenses for that home, like a major appliance replacement that might happen in you know when you need a new fridge or uh, washer dryer goes out and it's one too many times and it's it's cheaper to replace than it is repair. This can happen over you know a 20, 25, 30 year cycle of what's your retirement. And actuarially, people are living longer. If you're 65 today, you're looking at uh, upwards of 83 and 85, respectively, male, female. Uh, if you're 70, 75 today, you can add another five or six years to that. Does your budget have that in it? Does your retirement have a longevity provision to take into account these types of things? What about a new roof, leaky basement, or both? <laughs> it's just money, 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 it seems like. Well, and you can't sell it while it's ill-repaired. 
I've had folks say, well, we'll just sell and move if that happens. Well, you know, we'll just get something new. It doesn't have those issues. No, you can't really sell a house until it's in working order with all disclosures made. Then you move. So some of these plan B's don't work out so well either. So we just want to be your tour guide into the future and take care of things and come back to the present and work it out. And the next step in figuring out the sources of income, and this is when we say, well, what is it you're going to be living off of once you stop working? So think of it this way. If you have Social Security, is it individually, is it collectively, where the, both the husband and the wife are drawing benefits? Is there a pension involved? If you have rental property, hopefully you're having positive cash flow from that. So in that case, maybe rental income as well. Then you have maybe your 401Ks, your IRAs, and other types of investment and or retirement accounts. So once you have that amount totaled up, that's when you start then subtracting from that your estimated expenses to see what, if any, shortfall do you have. So, yes, your shortfall will be the amount of income that you need to create from your own personal savings. Let's just give a hypothetical example here. Let's say your desired annual income is 80000 a year. And then from Social Security and pension, maybe you're receiving forty, maybe 50000 a year. That means that you have at least a $30,000 gap, a shortfall, that you need to find a way to solve for. And this is where you really need to, I mean, I know it's a cliche to roll up your sleeves and do some proper planning. And this is essentially where we come in, working with a financial professional who specializes in retirement planning. And that really is what helps move forward from this particular step. You know, James, it's almost uh, almost uh, a joke that goes unstated. When half the folks we see that have rental property, and I'm putting carrots in this, you know, quote, quote, rental property, half the time it's rental property holding dormant assets, meaning it's paid for and the money's just sitting there. And the rental, rentor is a children, an adult child. So we, we end up with some of the not-so-good rentors, and uh, we as the property owners and landlords aren't so good at that role either because oftentimes the money is sitting in that asset, and it's not paying an income because we're cutting a good deal uh, with our, our love of the tenants and not charging them full rent and some of the other expenses that go with it. It's, it takes some tough love when you transition to retirement, even in the area that you mentioned, James, uh, rental income. We'd like to see it be income producing or move it along to another asset class. But we'll continue when we return. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 575-9654. Call us. We can help. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC. The talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help whether it's transferring from that old 401k to an IRA, help with uh, employer-sponsored plan, anyway analysis, all those different things we can help and more. Again, 513-575-9654. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Send us an email, share your thoughts to team at brownfinancialadvisors.com and come visit us at one of our Cincinnati-based locations, Milford, Westchester, Blue Ash, and Florence. Here at the studio, you have just a few minutes left to give us a call, 513-749-5500, pound 550 in your AT&T wireless, 
toll-free 800-823-TALK, 800-823-8255. You know, stepping back a little bit and speaking of income planning as part of the plan, if you're wondering if you have enough to retire, uh, looking at a simple calculation to give you kind of an understanding, uh, before we give you the calculation, please understand that it's by no means a cookie-cutter or absolute approach. Like you read so much about, uh, figure it this way, figure it that way. Well, what's the way to figure it specifically for you? And then back test it a thousand times to see which approach is going to be most likely, high probability, successful, and for you. Now, it's a general guideline. Let's say that um, if your portfolio is roughly 20 times as large, or say 25 times as large as the amount you withdraw from your portfolio in the first year of retirement, you can feel reasonably confident that your savings will last 30 years. If you stay kind of growth-leaning in your investing, you don't market time, you don't get weak knees and you know, withdrawal when things are getting squirrely and um, you know, calling your advisor all the time if you're lagging one year's performance, the S&P, and vice versa. It's just stay true to the mix of assets, the mix of strategies, leaning growth on the amount of money that's critical for you to succeed. Well, what would that look like? Well, if you needed to um, generate well, 60000 a year um, as spendable, and that was going to be the amount that you're going to live off year over year, then 25 years times 60000 is $1.5 million. So to give you an idea of how this might work, that would be a dollar-for-dollar dollar calculation. But what about inflation? What about growth year over year? Well, we still need to have some of that in the mix, or you're on a direct collision course for only having enough for specifically 25 years. Well, do you know if you're going to be here 20 years, 25 years? Oh, heaven forbid you last over 25 years if you're doing your math this way. So avoid all the clever little ways to calculate uh, retirement. Well, it needs to be tested, uh, benchmark tested, and it needs to be really beat up on, just like you hear they, they, they do these, uh, these bank tests. So continuing with planning, well, here, here's an example where sometimes when you say dollar for dollar, there are ways to more efficiently generate income re in retirement. Think of it as how can you generate a perpetual renewable source of income, whether it be Social Security or a pension or from an annuity, a good fixed indexed annuity. And these are all part of the same type of payment source. Social Security is an annuity. A pension, an annuitized pension, is an annuity. And, of course, annuities, fixed index annuities, are also annuities. So stressing a balanced plan and approach is uh, leveraging what James is saying. You take a certain amount of your investments and give it the job description of growth over time. And don't second-guess it. Don't mess with it. Don't take it out of the oven before the buzzer rings and the cookies are ready. Whatever analogy. So some part of your money long-term for growth. That's going to hedge inflation and be liquid for backup resources to emergencies, uh, extensive health care costs. But this next part of your money, you split between growth and liquidity, a little more conservatively to moderate, and um, the last portion would be um, funded into a safe money vehicle, something that, that provides a guarantee from an insurance company based on its claims paying ability. Yes, an annuity, in all likelihood, fixed index annuity, so you can get some of the up part of the market. In fact, there are several right now that offer 50 or 60% of the S&P's return in a given year without ever going backwards. And an income rider can be purchased and added to it to provide guarantees of income for the rest of your forever. Yours and or your spouse's or both as a household. So a self-funded pension. When you stir and mix these types of balanced concepts together, you have longevity insurance for your income gap. 
you have liquidity for emergencies, and you have a long-term bucket for growth, hedging, inflation, and future emergencies and cash flow so that you don't have to die on time. It just needs to be taken seriously. It takes the help of a professional, and I wouldn't go it alone or do it yourself because it doesn't come with do-overs. And these are rhetorical questions coming up, but of course, is putting all of your money in 100% market risk always a suitable investment? No. Is putting all of your money into an annuity a suitable investment? No. Is having a balanced approach and having a suitable portion of your money in the foundation of what should be your retirement income, is that a suitable investment? For the vast majority of people, the answer is yes. Is it for everyone? Maybe not. That's where we analyze each person, each couple, each family to see what their needs are, how they're going to generate income, what are the different ways they need to generate income, what are the types of, of other types of benefits, maybe such as protection from a nursing home stay. How about ways to generate income that could be for not only the husband but the wife? That means not only having the annuity that's going to provide income for one person, but maybe for both people for the rest of their forevers. Yeah, 100% survivor's benefit is what it would be. And there are there are products out there, and that's what they are, that you don't want to get through the insurance agent channel because they can emphasize commissions, which reduces the power of the benefits and features for the consumer investor. So as financial fiduciaries, we're looking for the most powerful benefit-rich, feature-rich products for our investor clients. And if you're a CD-minded person, well, CD-type annuity, we can get five years at 4.10%. The bank won't. So if you're looking to make the 4% for the next five years, there are products that we have access to that will do exactly that on a guaranteed basis. And then for the part of your money that you don't want to go backwards but you want some growth, then the index annuities out there with good participation rate, meaning how much of the gains do you participate in minus any of the losses. No, there's no losses the downside. There's no downside in the fixed index annuity. And what's inappropriate, might add to the list of inappropriate that James has uh, had listed, variable annuities from your broker. You know, brokers, they say brokers can make your broker. Well, they named it right anyway, but you don't want a variable annuity if you can avoid it. We found, like, only one purpose for a variable annuity ever, and it was tied to nursing homes, spin down, or a guarantee on a death benefit, but not as a living benefit. You still are harnessing risk. Variable annuities are mutual funds wrapped with insurance. When the market goes down, they go down. And if there's any higher value, it's called a death benefit. If you never withdraw anything, not not uh, required minimum distribution, no withdrawals for even supporting your cash flow, if you just leave a variable annuity sitting there, your death benefit will be at least the original amount of money you put in it for a lot of those products. So we kind of say tongue-in-cheek, people are dying to get their money back. We don't use those. We'd recommend you not use those uh, in your retirement approach. They're not necessary. They're on the, the, the side of increasing risk, not decreasing risk therefore decreasing probabilities of success. Well, you don't like the sound of that any more than we do. We want you to be successful. We want you to be successful on purpose. And it takes a plan and a well-thought-through and tested plan to, to increase the probability of success. So here's how it goes. When preparing a retirement income plan, this is why it's so important to work with a financial professional that specializes in retirement planning. So when you are deciding to retire or even thinking about retiring in the next, say, five to ten years, you should want someone, that financial professional who works with people like you day in and day out. It's how to avoid that maybe income plan and instead get some definites in your plan. Greg, any closing thoughts? I can just think of if we had a commercial that had that fellow called Mayhem, like uh, 
like what Allstate has, don't let Mayhem get a hold of your retirement. That's what we're here. We're Mayhem Protection. We're the Sound Money Advisory Team. All right. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. On behalf of Greg, myself, James, and Barry, thank you for listening today. Have a great week, and remember this, Sound Money, where good things are believable, achievable, and true for you.